Yo, 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 we're rolling. Welcome back, team. We are right. How are we doing? We are back with another episode of the AT Fit Podcast. We are going to talk about the beginner's guide to strength, everything it entails, how I would structure a program if someone wants to come into the gym. And it's not necessarily just strength training. A lot of it is just like foundational and functional strength. We throw that word functional out there quite a bit. What does that mean? Well, it means we're not just sat on a machine and moving in the plane of motion that it allows us to move. You know, we are lifting weights. We are moving under resistance in many planes of motion and in all these different ways our bodies can move um, and being able to control that movement uh, and not, not being too crazy about it when we come into the gym. So welcome to another episode. Um, I am going to try and be more consistent. I feel like I say that every episode. Um, if I do, give me a backhand with a wet fish. That's absolutely fine. But we're here, we're doing it, and we're moving forward. So, beginner's guide to strength. What I would stru- what would I structure it like? I would say five by five. Done. Done and dusted, and we're out. For those moderate to advanced lifters out there, or for someone who just likes reading up about training, but not necessarily for them, uh, they would have heard of about a five by five program before. Five by four, five by five program. Bloody hell, that's a lot of fives. It's simply five sets of five reps on one exercise, and then you're done. Obviously, that's not your entire session, but it's a good place to start. So, what would I uh, structure my five by five training program like? I would do four days a week. It'd be a lower upper program. So one day would be lower body, the next day would be upper body, and then you would repeat that. There is an option for a rest in the middle. That is absolutely cool. And there's also a, an option for a cardio day, you know, and that sort of thing. But we are in the business of lifestyle as well. So, you know, the motto on AT Fit is the lifestyle of fitness. We don't always want to be within the gym. I encourage you guys to do the cardio, to do the moving, to just see the scenery in the in the city or the beautiful countryside that you live in. Get out get moving and enjoy uh, enjoy life, enjoy your fitness outside of the gym, you know, like improve it within the gym and then fuck off and get out and enjoy it. Um, so back to the business at hand, uh, four days a week, all right, four days a week. Number one, Monday, never miss a Monday. I always like squatting on a Monday, so I go, all right, we're going to squat on Monday. We're going to do five by five on squats. Say, for example, you can complete a set of five, It's going to be an RPE, so rated perceived exertion of around seven to eight. Seven to eight, meaning if it's eight reps, you'd be able to complete another two to three left in the tank before you start failing. All right, so you will comfortably be able to complete five by five. It will be a struggle, but it's not like it's going to absolutely murder you and um, I'm going to take a a, a hernia out as getting up from the, the fourth or fifth set. So we'll go 40 kilos, five by five, all right? Week after, we'd add two and a half kilos to that lift and do five by five. So week after, we'd do two and a half kilos and do five by five. So we're trying to create a linear progression for as long as possible. Is that going to be the case forever? Is it balls? Because if that was the case, every human on the planet that I've been training for the past 10 years will be bench pressing a 500 kilos, squatting a 1,000, deadlifting 1,500, simply because they're just adding two and a half kilos every week. No, that will not happen. But for you beginners, ride that wave, start off moderate and just go for as long as possible. Yes, some of the weeks you'll add 
one and a quarter kilos. Yes, some weeks you'll do exactly the same week, uh, exactly the same week, exactly the same weight as the previous week for five by five, which is fine. And then you can start playing around by you know four by sixes, or you can do six by fives, or you could do a drop down set to get a little bit more volume in. But for beginners, for starting off, foundational strength, five by five, add two and a half kilos every week. So day one, squat. Day two, add bench. Day three, deadlift. Day four would be a strict press or an overhead press. Okay, those four days, those four movements, so squat, bench, deadlift, overhead press, strict press, military press, OHP, whatever you call it, it's the same movement, would be a five by five. Can you use the five by five on any other movement? Yes, you can. So you can go hip thrust. You could go RDLs. You could go push press. You know, you could you could use dumbbells. Like you can uh, adapt this training program to many things. Yes. However, let me get to that right now. So, main movements, main lifts on those four days: squat, bench, deadlift, strict press. Okay. Once we have completed five by five on that movement for that day, what I would do then is add two to four accessory lifts. Accessory lifts being the fluff quote-unquote the fluff stuff so for example that's where you bring in the dumbbells if you've used a barbell that's where you use the unilateral stuff i.e one limb you uh, working um, on its own rather than so for example a dumbbell you know we've got a dumbbell in each hand i can press my right arm but my left arm's not going to move because i've pressed my right but if i put a barbell in my hand and i press the right the left one's going to shift up there you're working bilaterally unilaterally is one at a time so, or you can go machines, you can go dumbbells, you can go kettlebells, you can go body weight. All these things are accessory, I would class them as accessory lifts. Um, less tax on the central nervous system, less wear and tear through the joints. You can add more volume in, it's not going to feel like it's going to kill you. You know, I think for the athletes that listen to this who's done a set of 15 to 20 on a back squat, you genuinely feel like you're going to die. Um, if you do a set of 15 to 20 on a dumbbell bench or a reverse fly machine, it might burn a little bit, but that's about it. On the back squat, for example, like you will, you will feel like that barbell wants to murder you. So two to four accessory lifts. What would that look like? Well, I'd look at the functionality of your body. Okay, with a squat, obviously most things are moving. It's going to be a squat pattern, so knees and hips are going to be the most movers with the ankles in there as well. As well, With a deadlift, it's gonna be a hinge pattern. With a bench press, obviously it's gonna be primarily upper body, but we also need to use the legs to help drive and lock in. And then we're actually using our back too to be able to push back into the bench, lock in through the bar, try and break it. All these things, we get a little bit technical. And then a strict press, again, is a full body movement. So all four of those are compound movements. We're gonna be smashing through pretty much every muscle that is, is on your body. All right, so accessory movements, I'd look at, so take yourself, this is where you need to be a little bit, um, uh, need to break down how you are as an athlete. So for example, for a squat, if you're a quad dominant athlete, so you feel like your quads take over on most things, then for the accessory stuff on the squat day, do some more hamstring stuff. You know, use the machine, line hamstring curls seated if you prefer, rowing in deadlifts, not too heavy because you don't want to fry 
your nervous system going over to the deadlift two days later. But we can still add in these things. So unilateral stuff, if you're quite imbalanced as an athlete, you know, you might have played sport as a kid um, and you're a skater, so you've always uh, landed on one leg or a a basketball player always jumping from one leg, netball the same, Um, or you might have been recovering from an injury or you might just be imbalanced as you are anyway. So I'd add them in there, plus work your core. And when I say work your core, I mean a lot of static stuff, a lot of holding weight, i.e. You know, holding a sandbag if you, if you have um, access to it and just being able to control through the midline instead of just these crunches. They do have, they do have um, room in your program. That's absolutely fine. They, um, but most of the time, I would be working something called your TA, so your transverse abdominus, rather than your RA, your rectus abdominus. So your TA is that inner core, that inner weight belt, that's going to help stabilize through the spine a little bit more. All right, so every time we're working through the squat, the bench, the deadlift, and the strip press, when you breathe in, when you brace, I want you to be breathing into your belly. So you're pushing it out like you look like you're pregnant. All right, people are going to be like, well, Alex, like, you know, you go into the gym, you kind of put on this facade or this persona, everyone's like prettier than they actually are. Everyone's, you know, got a pump on or they're wearing fucking booty shorts with a with a balls hanging out of the bottom and all that sort of stuff no breathe into the belly brace the core protect that low back and then press from there and then pull from there then squat from there whatever it is okay that's really incorporating that ta that transverse abdominus rather than the ra the rectus abdominus or that six pack we can work that at the end that's more of the fluff stuff all right so moving on i digress a little bit more Two to uh, two and a half kilos every week on the five by five, two to four accessories. If you're a quad dominant athlete on the squat, I'd work some hamstrings, some glutes. Um, if you are a hamstring dominant on the squat, then work a little bit more quad stuff. Like it's pretty simple. Bench, really good ones. I like to incorporate my back on a bench day. I actually train not super heavy, but I like to train back before I go over and bench. I feel a lot more locked in to the bench when I'm pressing off, pressing the bar off my chest uh, rather than my shoulders pronating forward. They can actually stay quite retracted and, and locked in. Um, and also with the rear delts too, smashing through like some rear delt flies, some Y raises and, and V raises, um, some like bulletproof shoulders uh, plates swimming. Um, I will be getting videos on this because uh, I'm basically giving it in fact I have given it to every single one of my athletes I've got in person at the moment um, and I want you guys to be able to know it so I'm going to give you a little routine that I'll ping over to the on the YouTube channel of obviously AT Fit um, real dead simple once you know what you're doing less than five minutes and you can be done um, it's it's plain and simple um, and plain and nasty too um, I'll get that done as soon as. Be patient with me, please, team. Um, Right, so read out stuff, stability through the scaps. Um, And then for a bench, like, again, I look at myself as an athlete um, and you've got to be, like, self-critical. I'll be like, okay, on a bench press, I will always get it halfway up, even if I'm going for a PR. The thing that I'll struggle with will be locking out. So you dissect that lift and you're like, okay, well... From the chest to halfway, it's predominantly going to be 
um, your pecs working, so your chest, and from halfway to full lockout, it's going to be the triceps that's going to help you out. Yes, that's not completely true, and there's going to be secondary and auxiliary muscles that's going to be coming in there, but um, we're just going to talk about, you know, plain and simple, we're going to break it down, all right? So for me, I'd be like, right, I'm going to add a lot more tricep accessories in because they need a bit more work. So I'd work on that. Two to four exercises, um, not just for my triceps, but for all of it. Make sure I'm doing my stretching and mobility. I've activated before I've gone into the bench press, before I've gone into the squat the day before. Everything is mobile, mobility is good. I feel good. Joints are lubricated, not with baby oil, you dirty bastards. But I mean by actually moving them around and feeling through the sticky points and actually opening yourself up, doing some activation, some mobility and all that sort of thing. Then day three, we go over to the deadlift. Okay, deadlift might take you a little bit more time, especially when you start getting heavy on that five by five, you're going to need a little bit more rest in between. Okay, so with a deadlift, what would you what would you add for um, accessory stuff? Again, for me, injury in my low back in the past, quite a few times. So I train my low back. All right, I like good mornings, I like seated good mornings. I like all that stuff. I also like box step-ups. I think they're absolutely fucking incredible. And then working my glutes too because what athletic movement contains hip extension, pretty much every single one. Okay, so I'll work through my glutes too. All those things. I like unilateral stuff, to be honest with you, team. When I, when I finish deadlifting, so after deadlifting, I like going unilateral. Most sports are unilateral. When we run... We're unilateral. We're not jumping forward. When we jump, we're mainly unilateral. Everything is like one leg away from the other and balance, coordination, and then also like muscular imbalances too to be able to fix. It's really important. And sometimes I have to, you know, give myself a little bit of a rain check and say, right, don't go on a machine. Or if you do, work one leg at a time. Work one arm at a time. It's a little bit different. Then, moving on, lastly, fourth day, day four, we're going to be going through the strict press. Strict press, i.e. bar's going to be on the front of your shoulders. You're going to move your chin out of the way because you're ugly enough. You don't want to twat yourself in the chin. You're going to press that bar above the head. As soon as the bar um, goes past the head, you're going to push your head through. And then you're going to punch the bar through the ceiling so the bar is over your center of mass, i.e. over your shoulders, over your hips, and over your ankles. I know I've just basically said that in a really, really quick way, but it's a little bit more tricky than that. So from there, I'd want, obviously everything's locked in, just like with the squat, just like with the uh, bench and the deadlift, we're, we're working through the core too, so we're pushing that belly out so we're pregnant. Um, so we look like we're pregnant, we're not actually pregnant, I need to clarify that. Um, what would I do for accessory for that? Again, scap stuff, really mid-back work is is something that is, is underdeveloped for most athletes. Um, this is going to sound really weird, but in any gym, if you took everyone's shirt off and looked at their mid-back, most of the time, it's quite underdeveloped. So you look at them and they're like, some athletes are trap dominant, some athletes are lap dominant. Um, but that mid-back is actually quite quite difficult to train um, in some regards because it's, it's hard to be able to get that mind-muscle connection to be able to uh, smash through that. 
So I would try and target some mid-back work. Some pull-aparts are really good to be able to get the rhomboids and be able to get the rear delts in there. Um, <clears throat> some also closer grip work with any pull-downs and seated rows. And then just focusing on like shifting where your elbows are going to finish. If you're in a seated row and you shift those elbows up a little bit higher, we're going to be incorporating a little bit higher on that back. And then also with the close grip pull-down, um, on a lat pull down machine but then obviously you just change the attachment a slight lean back so that slight arch and you're going to row or pull down that that um bar so it's going to hit you in the top of the upper chest and really feeling those scaps so those shoulder blades just like retracting together and really squeezing everything um that again is going to be your best friend and then throughout all this team i want you to be working through a five by five on the strict pull-ups too Strict pull-ups are an incredible accessory thing. Everyone should be doing it, whether you're an athlete or not. Well, everyone is an athlete when you walk in the gym, but whether you consider yourself as an athlete or not, everyone should have the ability to pull themselves up to a bar. Um, so if you can, if you can do 10, set, uh, 10 reps of pull-ups, then you drop it down, you add weight to yourself, and you go five by five, and again, you add two and a half kilos or one and a quarter every week. Um, if you can't, that's absolutely cool. Uh, you can go through negatives, you can go through ring rows, horizontal rows, which I do have a video on, so go over to that um, on the AT Fit channel, I guess you can call it, on uh, on YouTube. Or you do have those assisted pull-up machines if you are in a commercial gym, which are cool. If you want to use that, that's absolutely fine. Um, it's not my biggest of preferences, but again, like I'm not the one working out, you are. Um, so if it helps you, it helps you, like, absolutely go for it. Um, so that body weight pulling strength is really important. And then, obviously, we've got the basic movements of push-ups, which is actually pretty fucking hard. If you're doing it right and everything's locked in and your chest is on the floor and your hips are off and your uh, quads are locked out, push-ups can be hard, team. And, and don't don't sort of, you know, push an athlete down simply because they, they struggle on push-ups. Like, it's fucking hard. Especially if you've, you know, got a driving job or a desk job and we've sat down for the past, I don't know how many years, like, if you don't use it, you lose it. You know, we, we say that all the time, especially within a gym setting, if you don't use it, you lose it. And you might have been able to do it 10 years ago, mate, which is absolutely incredible, but you can't do it now. So let's forget about what you could do and let's focus on the now. So team, to finish off, <clears throat> strength. Strength is simply the body's ability to generate force. That's it. That's all strength is. Okay, when you're coming into the gym, new person into the gym that aren't against lifting weights, okay, at the end of the day, team, some people don't want to lift weights and it is a free, free world. You can do what you want. If you don't want to lift weights, you don't fucking have to. It's simple. Um, but if they're okay with everything, blah, 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 or you're okay with everything, you're coming into the gym, you, you're new to it, I'd say, right, we need to do the compound list. We need to be be functionally and foundationally strong okay just for like injury prevention longevity to stave off osteoporosis to get some um i.e like the the whittling down the brittleness of uh, of bones we want strong bones okay working on those compound lifts adding in two to four accessory lifts working on the core and then enjoying the cardio outside the gym like do you have to go nuts go in some hit training bursting out the seams your heart feels like it's going to explode and your lungs are bleeding no 
can you? Yeah, go hard, do it. It's cool. It's really cool to see how, how far your body can push. But do you have to do it to, to get fit? No, do you fuck? Like 10,000 steps a day, four times a week in the gym. You can even break it down to three times a week if you want, if you wished. You would just add the strict press and the accessories <clears throat> and spread it throughout the lifts, um, lifts throughout the other days. And then go from there, team. Stay consistent. Stay consistent. You know, a journey of a thousand uh, miles starts with a single step. But if you took one step and then stopped there, you've not travelled a thousand miles. It takes stepping and stepping and stepping, walking forward, walking forward over time. Okay, <clears throat> yes, we are hunting down that linear progression for as far as possible. I.e., if you look at yourself on a graph, you've got the X and Y axis, it goes straight through the middle up to the top. We are looking for that, but also realize there's going to be an S shape going around that line. Some days you're going to feel like absolute garbage, you're going to dip down, it's going to be a trough. Other days you're going to come in, you're going to have a great sleep. <clears throat> you might have, I don't know, something really good's happened in life you might go into a peak. You might ride that peak for a while or you might ride that trough for a while. But team, it's all about creating that S shape around that linear progression. That's all it is, team. Okay? Hopefully that's helped. Beginner guide to strength or beginner guide to a five by five coming into the gym. <clears throat> if you are thinking about coming to the gym, that's, that's fucking cool. All right? It is an intimidating place. Um, so I just want to say congratulations for thinking about it. If you are new to the gym, again, congratulations. That's fucking cool. I want to give you a high five, but obviously I can't um, because I'm talking into a microphone. Um, and it also, if you've you've been in the gym for a long time, again, that's fucking cool. Like you are, every day you're making a decision. You know what? I'm going to do something. doesn't matter what it is. I'm going to do something to make me a better person tomorrow whether it's mentally a better person, emotionally a better person, spiritually a better person, physically a better person, doesn't fucking matter. <clears throat> Even if you're setting a better example, again, it doesn't matter. All right, team, hopefully that has helped. Have a fucking banging day, and I'll see you in the next one. Peace and love.